it's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Munster have beaten Connacht by five points. This is our review and it's our preview of the Ulster game on Friday uh, coming, the 27th of December. So lots to talk about. With me this week from the Clan Terrace, Alan Deegan, welcome along. Hi Rob. Not happy? No. How could you be? Dave Finn, welcome along. Evening. Your beard's looking very trimmed. So, 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 obviously says so Grizzly Adams here. Yeah, mine's a bit grizzly. Lily McKenzie, welcome along. Good evening, Rob. See, I'm bringing up the spirits, but it's hard to because Connacht have had another poor performance against Munster. Seven games since we won the title, Connacht have lost six of them. Alan? Yeah, same against Leinster as well. The only, the only province we do anyway well against since we won the championship is Ulster, where we won, we've won four. So it's back to the 90s, really. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange. Yeah, that was very disappointing. We got, we got beaten up. I think we tried, to, we tried to beat them up in the pack and we weren't able to do it. Interesting decision. When the game broke up, Dave Finn, McConnick looked better. Yeah, let's let let let's call a spade a spade. We, yeah, all the pr- and more speed. All, all, all the pr- all the pretty rugby was played by Connacht. All the winning rugby was played by Munster. Um, and they, it was brilliant winning rugby by Munster. Uh, I don't. Uh, Hanrahan, CJ Stander, they were all getting the job done in the front row too. Munster have struggled against Connacht up front for years. I, Not this time. Okay, right. So we, we, we surprised a few Munster listeners, but watch all the scrums in the last yeah, five years. Dennis Buckley and Beatham usually dominate. I thought they did all right. I thought our boys did all right in the scrum. I think. Towards the end, I think there was a. I think there was a penalty decision called on Finney Beelham that the referee can't see. Lily, what went wrong? Well, <laughs> it just. I think a lot of things went wrong. Actually, you know, it just it wasn't a clinical performance. There were loads of mistakes. You know, I don't know whether it was the pressure of that monster pack who do tend to squeeze players and put them under pressure, but I just don't think. Connets and I, I was hoping that I would see more of John Porch because I really believed that he was the one player and he tried so oh, hard. His kick along the touch, I knew on the scene that, but it, it was he was really unlucky with it. It wasn't a skew, it wasn't miles out. It was the right decision. He just needed a little bit of luck. It was a brilliant break from O'Halloran and Aki. Oh, that could have changed the game in the first half. Anyways, carry on. Sorry. No, well, I just think that the backs, the backs had the winning of the match the forwards had a difficult time and that's what we expect when we play Munster I think some of the ball coming out was slow ball that was affecting the distribution as well it meant it allowed them time to set up their defense and to be fair the defense was 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 pretty good you know throughout the game so yeah and when we had the ball we did make too many mistakes we missed a couple of lineouts we knocked on a few times you know there were these passes, yeah, just it does. It does. Kicks it that didn't need to happen. It just doesn't help, does it? No, like the, the, we we seemed to be very frantic at the start. There was a franticness about how we were playing. We wanted to start to match the fire that 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 monster bring, but but they do that so well. They play a very straightforward, simple game plan, but they do it incredibly well. Why they, with ten changes do they still do it as well as that? Because it's not a bunch difficult, of young lads in their back three. But it's a, it's a it's not a difficult game plan. It's about their forwards, how their forwards play the game. Their lineouts are really good. Their lineouts are fast, clinical. They're also very street smart. They do the right thing at the right time. They're always awake for something that's going on. They're just they're just very very good at what they do. And, and then, as Dave has just said, their back three is irrelevant because because once once everything else is working, they'll look good. Yeah, I mean, there's Shane Daly who, who scored two tries. By the way, they all play well. 
Yeah, Shane Daly, Coombs and Nash, they're all good players. Tonight they were really irrelevant. They could have picked three guys out of the crowd. And all they had to do was defend. I don't think so, oh, but I know what you're saying. The reason, the, re- the, reason they, the reason they had so little, they weren't needed was because they didn't pick young lads in their back five. That was as grizzled a back five as you're going to Lee Holland, and, he and, loves and, this fix. And who do they bring up? So they lose Gavin Coombs after, what, six minutes, nine minutes? And Jack O'Donoghue nearly, comes, nearly comes in. They did not, where they, they rested, yeah, they rested all their backs. They only had Farrell and JG in from what would be considered their, anywhere close to their first choice team. But Billy Holland was there, John Klein was there, CJ was there, Closure was there, uh, Killer Kilcoyne was back, uh, Kevin O'Byrne started. In fact, it was as close to their O'Byrne first team. played brilliantly. Former Connacht Academy yeah. man. Not he's, he's not going to be a Champions but, Cup but, starter, but, but he did but, well. But here's the thing. After, despite all that, and despite being squeezed out and JJ brilliantly pinning us back, it's only five points. I think we look, you, you pin it back, it should have been a lot more, but the reason it's only five points, and you look at where their scores came from, every single one is a conic mistake. Every single one. And that was ruthless efficiency from JJ, ruthless efficiency from the pack. It was an absolutely brilliant performance of putting the boot in the neck when you make a mistake. Lindy, it was, but like all the mistakes, it's the way Munster capitalised on mistakes. You see, he often used to say this about New Zealand when Ireland used to play them back in the day and everyone was like, oh, why did he kick it there? Why didn't they control it there? But people were forgetting the fact, you know, there's about six brilliant passes from New Zealand, great ball retention, and they've scored a wonderful try. And the thing is, you do that against teams that aren't as good as Munster, you don't even notice the errors as much. They made almost as many errors against Gloucester last week, but Gloucester weren't as clinical. Well, absolutely. Munster will punish you every single time. Every, every single you time. focus more on those errors. A- yeah. Absolutely. Look, I think it was... I, I would question... And I wouldn't normally question selection decisions, but on, on this particular occasion, I would, I would question the selection of Conor Fitzgerald at out-half. I think it's you, you talked about they were too frantic. There was supposed to be intense. There was supposed to be a sense of intensity as opposed to what you say, you know, franticness. I think that they needed someone like Jack, I think, there to have a more controlling influence that Connor Fitzgerald is too young to have at the moment. Yes, he, he is a beautiful young footballer and he has a huge potential, but at the moment he's more of a distributor. At the moment he's more of a kicker and I think that that was a game where you needed someone of Jack's um, experience to have more more control and direction behind the scrum. Yeah, and he also, as soon as Jack came on the field, he immediately saw there was space in behind because they were playing 14 men in the line, which is why Connacht weren't able to get across the game line because they knew that Conor, uh, Conor Grant going to kick the ball but Jack comes on and it changed and all of a sudden there was more they space on the running, field and they were t- he was turning them on every kick he was he was turning them which meant they had to change their defensive setup, which meant they eventually kind of got some space in the back line because there was you know when they got the ball they were able to you know put doubt in the mind of the defence which was a big part of it um, because they did win the forwards did relatively well tonight just not well enough in order to dominate the game. Um, and, you know, you, you have someone like Jack Carty, who's played for, in the World Cup, he's played for Ireland. Um, he knows what he's about. This is a huge game. It's a huge ask to ask a, a young man to play against his former province to try and prove himself, which, again, to me, he brought a level of, of franticness about his game that, that I haven't seen in his game before he's tonight. He's against, up against a guy, JJ Hanran. It's like all those kind of... Do you remember all those Welsh out-halves who used to drive us mad? They never made it at international level, but when we saw them, they were like internationals, like Kerry Sweeney and those mm-hmm. kind of players. He's just like that. He's the type of player who will always play well against us. Yeah. He was brilliant today. He's oh, never he... going to be an Irish superstar, but my God, when he wants to do a job, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think part of the reason he was brilliant was that the young man... Uh, 
Craig Casey. He's a great what Casey. a performance. 20 years of age. He was, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. And I'm sure his uncle, who coaches the Eagles, is going to be Mossy very Lawler, pleased with him. Yeah, yeah Mossy Lawler um, would be very pleased with, with how well he played. But I thought he was fantastic. The speed of his pass, he was just very efficient. He's what I would like in a scrum half. A scrum half, his first thought is to pass the ball. Not to kick it, not to run with it. It's to pass the ball. That's, that's scrum half they're there to pass the ball. And by the way, I've just said JJ Henry's... I just, uh, I've just said that JJ Hanron's never going to be an Irish superstar. I will say this: there's all sorts of outhaves bringing their heads up everywhere in Irish selections. If he keeps playing like that. Who, who knows? He may well make it back into Irish eyes. One thing I worry about: it, Jack has played very little rugby this year in total, whether it's for Ireland or for Connacht. So why is he getting two weeks off in the middle of a season when he doesn't? He doesn't need it. That is actually apparently it's based on the number of minutes they have played. It's 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 a it's an IRFU. It's it seems a, like all the World Cup players, no matter what, have to miss you. No, they're all on different. I think different. Okay. They're all, it's they're all on different times depending and on the number of warm-up games as well. Yeah. That, 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 I'm sorry, but in the in the review of everything went on the World Cup where they threw a few people under the bus. That has got to have been looked, should have been looked at. It's been very. I think I think this minutes this this micromanagement of minutes is not doing some players any favours, especially the guys who didn't weren't in the 23 for the game against against New Zealand. I think ha- that's a good yeah. point. I think yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Actually, I think I think when it comes to things like that, there should be some individual leeway for in, on an individual basis. And so I think that's a very valid point, Dave. Do you know what we haven't done? We haven't even heard a few clips from the game. Here's a very few, uh, brief few snippets. But more importantly, let's hear from Andy Friend and Alton Delan. William, clan stand is packed to the rafters for probably the biggest game of the year. And a really important one, because it's a top-of-the-table clash between Connacht and Munster. Yeah, it's an important game. It's the only home Interpro that Connacht have in this Christmas session. And look, it's always a buzz. There's just a really different atmosphere in here today. People are on holidays. People have had a few beers. And they're ready to rock. And here come Connacht. They're coming across the pitch. We're going to get deafened here in a minute. We are indeed. We'll talk again at 20 minutes. William just coming up to 20 minutes Munster are about to go back in the lead the score is 3 all, but they're going to kick a penalty yeah they're worth the lead I think they've played the, the better rugby so for Connacht look a little bit anxious a little bit just a small inaccuracies um, maybe over elaborate play a couple of times but look it's a typical inter-pro game both sides are going at this hammer and tongs it's, it's really hard hard tackles going in hard yards being made but uh, Connacht just need to settle down a little bit and the next 20 minutes of this half is going to be absolutely key now that need to get a bit of a foothold out of their own half they certainly do we'll talk again on half time William half time score Connacht 9 Munster 16 not great from Connacht no they've had a tough half uh, a lot of little errors Munster have just looked more cohesive and uh, better organised but they're still well in it they've t- kicked their penalties when they had the chance they've worked hard but they've just got to cut out the errors and there's, a, there's an edginess, there's a sort of a panic to them to just calm this game down and get it done so opportunity I think is still there for them but the, again they've just got to settle down there you go and that noise was a high uh, jacket making its way to William it's nearly 61 minutes. Months are lead by 10, and they're well worth the lead. 
Yeah, they are. I mean, this is like watching a monster performance here year after year after year. They're not doing very much. Connacht are making mistakes, little mistakes, and they're punishing them. They're just punishing them with field position, and they're generally doing the right things when they have the ball. Uh, they're also a bit more streetwise. Connacht might have to learn a few of the tricks of, shall we say, lazy running and stuff, but Munster at the moment are just about in control of this game. Still 20 minutes to go, anything can happen, but you feel Connacht have got to score next. You certainly do. Hopefully we'll have good news at full time. Okay, William, final score, Connacht 14, Munster 19. A try for Jack Carty wasn't enough to spark another revival like last week. You're not gonna, you're not gonna. Munster are never gonna let you do that. Um, I thought it was a disappointing performance by Connacht. It was, it, it, it just, it was never accurate enough or sharp enough. And Munster, I don't know. They just seem to play to their limitations. They just come with a very simple game plan and they execute it brilliantly. And we've seen it time after time. This, this game is like watching a replay of last year's game and other games they've come here and won with players missing. And they just do stuff very well. And Connacht were inaccurate. They didn't bring that from last week's final plays into the game. And I thought Munster were worthy winners, really. Um, Not a very high-quality game. Very much a typical Inter-Pro game. But at the end of the day, Munster have four points. Um, Connacht have won. Connacht are zero and two at home in Inter-Pros this season. Uh, they've got two away to come now and they're going to have to play a lot, lot better to come out of Belfast or Dublin with anything Yeah, they'll be doing very well to get anything out of that they're just, they were frantic at the start of the game they didn't seem to have any control it was all just frantic and then they got bullied as the game went on um, so yeah, we'll just have to see what happens Ulster and Leinster are not happy hunting grounds but let's see, there's no pressure on them now I suppose Okay, uh, Andy, big night, 8,000 fans here, and it just was a night where Connick probably just didn't find anything close to what's their best form. Yeah, we didn't, mate. Like, there were, there were patches, but um, in between those patches, there was a lot of error. Uh, and we just talked about it there before. You, you can't gift any side, let alone a Munster side, um, the access that we gave them into our 22, our, our inability to exit, our inability to, to, to fire shots when we had... Yeah, ourselves in good in good field position um, in the end was, was way too costly. Yeah, that start was some good moments. Paul Boyle had a few big carries, there was big gains and then at the end of the half, so you could have taken a bit into the dressing room there and said, right, there's enough here to work with in the second half. Yeah, and, we, and that's exactly what we did do, you know, from a, from a defensive point of view, thought we really fronted up. You could see our intent was great, so it's, it's not an attitude thing. It was just in attack, we, we just didn't, uh, we weren't clinical when, when we had our chances and um, on the other hand, Munster were clinical. You know, they did, didn't get many chances, but when they, they got them, they, they were clinical enough to to get the win. So uh, that's something we need to fix, and fix it pretty quick. Yeah, I'm just thinking of key moments, like just after half-time, you, you win a penalty, but then a crooked line-out, or there was a big gain at one stage into the 22, but Munster turned it over, uh, you know, because I think it was a penalty from the mall, an obstruction. So those were key moments. Each time you had the momentum, you lost it. Yeah, we had a couple of, of, of not straights. Uh, we had a couple of... Um, big line breaks, and then we turned the turned the ball over. We had a uh, we had some yeah, we had a lot of error. Bottom bottom line is way too much error, and and it's something that we need to 
So we need to fix pretty quickly. When the game broke up, Connacht looked like they had the skill set and the speed to really unlock Munster, but the game seemed to be played on Munster terms throughout. Like. Yeah, and again, that's you know, that's that's down to the way we control footy or didn't control footy. So you know that uh, the type of game that Munster want to play, um, very physical in the forward pack, they want to keep it tight and, and work for possession. Um, said so when we when we did get slight opportunities there, we did we did open them up, but. Uh, you can't just open them up. You then got to be clinical enough to finish that, and, and, and we won't. This was the one home game in the three into Bros. This was the best chance to win in theory. Bit of pressure, extra pressure on the other two games. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you want to be winning into Bros, and you want to be trying to stay at the at the top. Hopefully, um, I've just had a quick peek at some of those other scores there. Um, I don't know where we sit to be honest with you, but yeah, we need to keep winning. So uh, all eyes go on Ulster now and. Um, six-day turnaround in the middle of that we've got we've got Christmas we do want players to, to get away and enjoy some time with their family for Christmas but uh, there's a massive focus now on, it, on that trip up to Belfast Jack Cardi's try gets a losing bonus point could be important still yep yeah if you're going to lose if you can get a bonus point it's good if you can get two it's even better but we only got the one um, yeah that listen that's uh that's probably the one thing at the end there where you know you could see us trying to get that ball back and we were just hoping that the discipline was going to be good enough. If we couldn't get the ball back, that we're not going to lose that losing bonus point. So we were good enough to, to, to hold on to that. Um, it's a very, very small consolation, I suppose. Alton, very hard to uh, assess exactly what went wrong in a game like that. But maybe just to start with, you're going to be really disappointed with that performance as a team. Uh, yeah, bitterly disappointing for us, unfortunately. Uh, I think to sum up, we were blunt with our attack when we got opportunities and when we did we we had a way of constantly releasing pressure and and that kept uh, that kept Munster with their tails up and a bit of confidence that they, they could uh, control the lead so it seemed like a really frustrating team to play against because they retain possession better than most teams yeah yeah they were quite frustrating they they, they got to implement their game plan on us and uh I mean, there was there was patches of great play. We 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 good defence and 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 good moments in attack, but uh, but unfortunately they had things on their terms more than we did. In the first half, there were opportunities. They probably gave away penalties when you were just on the front foot. I know there wasn't much more the referee could do at that stage, but they, those could have been key moments, couldn't they? You really got got into the twenty-two and looked dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I mean. There are moments in, in in big games like these where where you need to be able to take your opportunities and take the points because because it, cause it means so much. But yeah, as as I mentioned, uh, we we would release pressure time and time again, whether it's a set piece issue or or open play on forced errors. So it costs us greatly in the end. There were a lot of mistakes in the Gloucester performance, maybe glossed over by the fact that you got such a great finish. Do you feel like there's a little bit of trend where you're not necessarily finding your absolute best form in recent weeks? I mean. There, there could easily be an argument for that, but um, yeah, look, we're going to have to look at how we train and 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 try to go back to the drawing board because we are very confident that the harder things that that we have to make into a very good team and and wins don't come by pure chance for us. Where we have we have a good thing building and we just need to be able to to deliver when when it counts. Very tough one next week against Ulster. That said, you won there last year and lost by a narrow margin in the playoffs too. So, how do you how do you approach that game? Oh, we've as confident as usual. I mean, it's 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 
it's a it's a tough game, but derby derby matches are, are huge, and, and everyone loves to play in them. And you know, it's 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 as big for the for the players as it is for the fans. We are we'd love to be that team that 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 upsets their fortress next week. So um, yeah, we're going to try and enjoy Christmas, but uh, we're hopefully going to put them a, give them a good game next week as well. Lads, we could dissect this all night, and we could pick out loads of other moments. But I think you've all done an eloquent and uh, detailed job in nine minutes there to. Uh, set out the uh, reality for supporters and it's just our opinion I think it's a kind of a universal feeling that maybe Cardi might have been the guy to start we do need to acknowledge two things uh, one Dave has already acknowledged we don't go to training so that's always there we're just people in, in, in the crowd watching uh, the second thing is you know at the end of the day it's hindsight <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and, and, and game's all about Connacht are going well overall this season they're still in second I think as with stands maybe Edinburgh will slip up against Glasgow not too bad overall no, no, and, and you know, Fitzgerald definitely was the man in form coming into the game. I don't think he had that bad a game. It was just not a very, it wasn't a game that suited him. Okay. It really wasn't. Um, we'll leave it at that for now. All right, Ulster are, come, are, are the next up. And that's what's making this tricky, Lindley, because this period of games is difficult. And this was the one where you were hoping to win. I think at the start of the season, I think Alan might back me up on this. We have a tendency to look at fixtures. We might have marked this down as one of the home games we might lose because it's Munster. So it's not the end of the world. And these two away defeats won't be the end of the world in terms of your targets. But three defeats in a row, it starts to eat away. So these next two games are tricky. Inevitably, or bookies will tell you, Connacht will probably lose. It's, could do with getting something out of them though. Yeah, these games were always going to be tricky and I think the entire 13 block has been mm. extremely tricky. I think, to, to be fair, I think the Connacht management and Andy Friend have actually managed this series, this long period, very well. It's mm. given them an opportunity to introduce new players and they all, for the most part, they all, for the most part, have have stood up to, to, to this very long period of examination. The thing about it is when it comes to your interprovincials, you really want to get one or two wins. I know. And, I, and that's, in fact, what we have had in the past when we have done so well. We I have know. managed that win. Now, look, they're going to Ulster. They still can go up to Ulster thinking that, you know, it's only been a, it's only been a few months since they lost to them. But yeah. <laughs> and, and they won in the last regular and, season and, game. And there, exactly. So. And they won. They, they, they broke that 58-year you know, cycle. So they can go up there with confidence um, th- remember, there's also a few players. I think to more players to come back from injury yeah. that will boost. I heard Paddy McAllister is on the mend. I know Colby Fanga now isn't, mm-hmm. so that's disappointing. He might be another couple of games. No, Jared Butler mm-hmm. either. No, and but look, it's great to see Turner back on 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 the field tonight. Yeah, Stephen Fitzgerald back on the field tonight. Yeah. So I think there's enough there's enough to suggest you can go to Ulster and win. Okay. Um, Ulster going to be at full strength as well, though. There's still enough to suggest that that Connacht could beat Ulster. Down. Um, well, we have won three of the last four matches against them. Oh, he doubles down. I feel like I'm on the back foot here. You were sa- you were saying Connacht are definitely second. Results are Connacht in. are definitely second. Munster, the only team to win in our group so far oh, this season. Dragons beating the Scarlets was a <laughs> shock. Sam Davies dropped goal in the 80th minute. So uh, well thank well you. Well done, the Dragons. Well done, Sam. It's good to see them. It's good for Dragons rugby. I mean, um, yeah. Let's look for silver linings. I have no idea what team Munster are going to put out. They started four well, kids it looks like Cooney and uh, Coetzee and I guys like that. Are but here's the thing: you just don't no. know. Okay, um, because and even though we all kind of know Dan McFarland a little bit, we still don't know. No, exactly. I mean, they made some. They took. I think I, I, I must. I wasn't watching it, so I don't know. But at one point, I thought they replaced Angus Curtis with a number eight, which I thought. Okay, oh, yeah, I can't. That can't. can't uh, it was Timony on the wing at the end there. Oh, yeah. So I mean, they're they've obviously got injury problems, so they probably will bring back some of the boots. Go up there and try, lads. I mean, first of all, 
you as well have to go up there and try because you're not going to lose points to it. They're not in our conference, neither in us. Go up to both games and go for it. Um, yeah, we don't have Bundy and we don't have Jack, but as you say, I think the fact is, is that there was a clear, there was something missing in terms of the breakdown, and that is a fine gal who may not be back. But certainly, Butler not being there was a big problem. So, so if we can pick a strong, we can pick strong teams because we have more guys. The problem is then is that. As you say, if we go, is is the psychology? We have to believe we can go up there and win. If we don't, then we shouldn't even be contemplating that. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm, a, I have a tendency to kind of get a little bit overawed by a run of fixtures like this, and then I start thinking to myself, Alan, well, we'll probably lose in Ulster. They probably lose to Leinster. In theory, if Toulouse do just enough, they'll edge over against Connacht. You know, suddenly the results could back against Connacht, and yet the season objectives might not necessarily be completely lost. You know, they're in a good position in this competition, no matter what happens in the next two games. They are, and, and they're, they're in a role in, in a they're in a role at the moment where they're win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose okay. a game, win a game, lose a game. So they're due to win a game. So can you see them winning up in Ulster? Yeah, even with all yeah. Ulster have to offer at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can. Beat there, them a few weeks ago. There's no pressure on Connacht in this game. They're not expected to go and win. There's a bit of pressure tonight. The, well, there's more pressure on. On yes, there's better pressure for us to to win tonight because you had much closer to our front, our full and fifteen. They look at the monster starting lineup. They're human. They know there's an opportunity when there's a lot yeah. of players missing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and they weren't they weren't able to do it. They weren't able to put it away. So now they have a chance to go straight back, go up to Ulster and and put things to right. And if they win up in, in Ulster, that sort of knocks this game out. That's fair enough. Can't argue with that. Anything to add just before we finish? Happy Christmas, Lindy. Oh, thank you. And the same to yourself and to all our listeners. To all our listeners, a very very merry Christmas. Exactly. Anything else to add? Yeah, I hope you enjoyed tonight. Great uh, that everybody tried to break the world record. And um, why have we only got one game in January at home, one game in February at home, and one game in March at home? Uh, because the weather in this part of the world tends to be rubbish. And we have still to have rain at a home game this, so far this season. It hasn't rained once. It hasn't rained once in any game that we've played at home. It's rained in every game we've played away. So it's probably going to rain on Friday in Ulster. Uh. But, you know, you're, you're looking at a situation where January, February, March tend to be a bit worse in this part of the world, so it, we tend not to get too many home games. Look, if you're sitting at home, and you're all big Connick fans who listen to us, and you're just trying to plan out your next few days, you could do no worse than get in the car and drive to Belfast. Here's why I'm suggesting you do that. Ravenhill is a fantastic venue. It's yeah. one of the most welcoming places we, we go yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. I just love their fans, and I love the welcome we get. Yeah, it's my favourite place to go and watch a game outside the Clan stand. And there was a big Connick support, obviously, at the playoff last year. Yeah. I think a good few of them experienced it and probably will be dying to go back. Oh, it's, I hope so because it really is it's one of the few grounds that's been done up and actually got better in atmosphere compared to what was there before and having said nice things to Ulster if you have any influence going forward in future on this fixture and the kickoff times I understand you want to maximise the crowds but do maybe once in a while look at doing it at 5 o'clock because respect the fact that some of us have to drive home to the west of Ireland I know guys I know you have to look after yourselves but it'd be nice if they had kickoff times that would help us away supporters Dave can I make one recommendation if you are driving up wait till the ground opens do not do what I did which is get there an hour before the ground opens because there is nothing around the ground for a coffee or anything like a light snack but wait till the ground opens and as, soon as you, and as soon as you get in then it's crack if you see, <laughs> see Dave Finn and you have a flask which you give him a coffee right that's it from us we'll talk to you in a week <laughs> uh, I shouldn't pay someone